Cars today are safer, more reliable, and packing more technology than ever before. But if you're looking for an appliance on wheels, this isn't your show. We want to help everyone find a car they'll really love, capable on the commute, and a laugh on your favorite road. If you take the long way home, this is for you. New cars, used cars, whatever your budget, whatever your needs, if you like to drive, we want to help. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're excited to be back after taking two weeks off. As a matter of fact, you have probably noticed, if you're a follower of the podcast, that we took some vacation time through the American holiday of mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. And it was actually a nice break because we've been working very hard on this pilgrimage film. Was I was cannot... it a break? Was it was it a break? I mean, the audience got a break. I don't remember the, the break. The audience did. I, man, I uh, I just want everybody to know that I sat in the audio mix this morning with Todd. It was both Todd and I in the sound mixing booth. The the entire room coated with uh, you know the panels and the, everything, all the awesome speakers, and heard the mix. And I am so excited to talk about this, which is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about everything that's coming out. In regards to the film, so this is everything. So, so full court. So what press you're saying now. is, what you're saying is that because I have not talked, breathed, thought about, or actually been outside much, in, if it hasn't related <laughs> to the Germany pilgrimage film, you just figure, okay, let's not push Todd any further. Let's just talk about the film. I see where you're going. Exactly. Well, we've got to get all that, that information However, out of your head, and we've got to get it out into the public consciousness. We've got to tell them everything about the premiere coming up, all the extras on and the disc. All the stuff around it, all the blizzard of social media yeah. that's coming out. We've got to tell everybody about this. This is coming out. Uh, this is coming out two days before the film actually releases on the tenth. And I do want to talk about all of that. I think that's appropriate to talk about it. However, I want to pull us to the side and talk about a car for a minute. I know that sounds crazy. Uh, I want to do kind of a, an update, uh, a long-term update on the FRS that we have not videoed. That is a here's the bad stuff. Uh, just because we haven't had a chance to video some of this stuff, and it's good to talk about it now because it's current, and that allows us to both talk about a car and also uh, do kind of a long-term update before we just talk Germany. I'm glad you're bringing this up. This is good because you've had some things that have, frankly, shocked the both of us, as a matter of fact, and it'd be good to pass along some knowledge that we've learned. Yeah, yeah. Talk about the FRS, and as you said, you know, we've been loving on that car, and it's been fun to drive, but uh, it's presented some problems and issues, too, so... I mm -hmm. think it'd be worth mm -hmm. if you told well, and, some people, yeah, told everybody what's going on here. Yeah, it's it's also funny, by the way, you know, we, of course I own that Cayenne, too, that used Cayenne. We just did that uh, second long-term piece on the Cayenne. Yeah. And what's been funny is there's been three or four people that have commented on that. I don't know if you've read them, Paul, that have made the comment, that, and, and I don't know another way to put it. You read the comment as if this person is hoping the car becomes a money pit. <laughs> they're almost serious? shocked that the Cayenne not seen hasn't been a money pit yet. And they're like, well, but wait for this when it costs you blah, blah, blah. And then every month it costs you this. I'm like, are you hoping it does? <laughs> or or are you angry at the car? Are you mad yeah. that I haven't had a big issue? Which, I, I, honestly, one guy, he seems so violently wanting the car to, like, burn to the ground. I was like, am I missing something? Anyway. Uh, so huh, yeah, that, that's strange. In, in the case oh. of the FRS, of course, it's you know it's it's a much cheaper car. It's a much newer car. It's a 2013, but it is out of the very very early build series of that car. In fact, I don't know if it's first 86 or not. It might even be that early. I've been unable to conclude that. Didn't for you sure. think it was it, just based on 
uh, mileage I think, I think and just it might, kind of the backstory mileage, of it. based on how early it was bought, it might be. But either way, mm-hmm. it was very early. Certainly the first six months of production on this these, this, these cars yeah. was that FRS that I'm now driving. Of course, it's got about 40, around 45,000 miles on it now, which is not huge. I do Actually, it's not 45. It's like 42, 43. Okay. I do have an extended warranty because, of course, I bought it as a certified pre-owned from Toyota, Toyota dealer. So as a result, I got an extra 12,000 miles one-year warranty, which won't burn out until right around 50,000 miles. So I'm okay. So this has come in handy because sometimes people buy the warranty and nothing goes wrong, and then you feel like you've wasted your Mm -hmm. money. In your case, you've bought the warranty, and you've taken advantage of it in a big way. Which I'm well, yes, actually I, kind I, of I glad have. in that sense. Not that I, I have. I'm I mean, happy that's probably you know, the car, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm happy that you no, got no, no. this I, thing. Hey. Anywhere, any way you can have a car you love that isn't costing you a ton of money is is both <laughs> things are positive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But here's the thing. I mean, I, I wasn't shopping for a certified pre-owned car. I, I, I kind of was sixes about it. I would have gone either way. But I found a car at the right price that happened to have that on top of it. So yeah. then I'm driving it for, you know, two or three months, and I'm noticing a problem that's getting worse. I mean, when, when, I, when you and I drove the car, every time we drove in the car prior to me owning this one, we always drove it in Los Angeles. And right. L.A. has very different restrictive gas stations. I know that sounds weird, but follow my logic here. They've got, you know, di- their gas stations are built a little bit different. The flow rates of the gas are different. There's a lot of different things about L.A. They okay? do the EVP. It's the exhaust gas capture, exhaust vapor sure. capture thing with the I'm sure somebody created an acronym and got a little bonus for it. The yeah, nozzle, exactly. which that. doesn't exist but, anywhere else, I don't think. Yeah, but right. also they've got, you know, they, they do have flow rate differences and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. when I first got my car, I noticed that when I filled it up with gas, the perfect flow rate for it before it kicked back was annoyingly, just before that place at where you can lock off the nozzle. You know, there's those those places on the trigger where you can lock the trigger, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the let perfect it do spot automatically, it. to let it pump automatically. Yeah, so you or... can just stand there and not actually hold yeah, right. the trigger. Right. The, 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 the optimal place for that FRS the day I bought it was just before that lockout. I mean, it was like annoyingly like millimeters away from perfect. So the flow, so, you're saying the right. flow is less than ideal. You can't, you have to exactly. hold it the whole time you're filling, right? As, as if as if the, the flow rate of this nozzle in Utah was faster than the car was able to handle. And at first I thought, well, that's a bummer, but whatever. Maybe it's a difference in flow rates. I didn't, I didn't even think okay. twice about it. I was like, whatever, no big deal. Tank's not that big. I'm moving on. But then it got worse. Hmm. And then it got worse again. I mean, it like kept getting worse. To one point when my wife drove the car, filled it up with gas, and went, she went, what is up with your car filling it with gas? I mean, it was steadily getting to the point where literally if you put in gas faster than you could probably blow through a straw, it would kick back. Oh, my god! And I was like, okay, something – this is not just annoying anymore. This is a problem. What's going on? And I look online, and I find that some other random scions, including early FRS, had a problem with, like, the actual – not the gas tank, but the actual tube between the filler cap and the tank. That tube sometimes degrades because of the ethanol content of gasoline. I was like, well, that's the weirdest thing we've ever heard. So it degraded, so thought, but was it blocked? I mean, did you – I mean, was it blocked somehow? Apparently or? the in- – Apparently, the inside of those tubes can degrade, and as they degrade, they kind of like puff up inside, and that that, that black box blocks your. This is what I read: blocks your flow rate, and then kicks back on the nozzle, and there you go, the problem. So huh. I thought, okay, maybe that's the issue. I took it into my local Toyota dealer, Mark Miller, and I said, "Here's what's up," and they kind of looked at me like, "I'm sorry, what now?" You're like, no, um, no, I read it right here. Look, no, right no here. seriously. Uh, so I, but what happened is I actually called them before I had a chance to pull the car into them. And in the interim, the, my service guy there, he actually looked up the problem and was like, "I'm reading about this too, and I, 
I have never heard of this. This is the weirdest thing ever. But, of course, as soon as I drop the car off to them, they try to fill it with gas. It's obvious this is a problem. Mm. Uh, and it's very clearly, thankfully, going to be a warranty issue. What they concluded is the issue with my car was not the nozzle. It was the vent valve on the tank. You know, the tank is a sealed system. Sure, so when, sure. when you're putting liquid in, you have to vent the air out in order to equalize the situation there. Um, the vent had somehow become clogged slash not working and was getting worse. And so as a result, I couldn't put – I was trying to put gas in the nozzle, and theoretically the air was trying to escape back out of the nozzle, thus resulting in kickback. I couldn't fill, put gas in my car, which is a bit of a problem. So um, hmm. the good news for me is – well, the bad news is this required an entirely new fuel tank, like remove – pieces off the back half of the, I mean, they had to do an alignment. They had to take enough of the rear of the car off that they had to do an alignment That's of amazing. the car when they put the back. Because usually the gas tank just pull, hangs back there, and you, you can just drop it out of there the somehow. Whole, and, exactly, exactly. Know. They had to pull the entire tank off. They had to put an entirely new tank on. This cost me nothing, thankfully, thanks to that certified pre-owned warranty, and I'm now, now a big fan. But, yeah, so that was that. I, but, in, I mean, you can't fill a car with gas. Of every problem that I've heard of with somebody having uh, with a car, I can't put gas in it is only an issue if you can't afford the gas. I mean, I you know, I, <laughs> I've never heard of that. Yeah, I don't think – I'm trying to think. I, I've had some places that I've had slow filling on other cars, but I thought it was just a nozzle like you said and then other, you know, other times yeah. it's been fine. So I thought nothing of it. But, yeah, this was a genuine issue, and the whole tank is – And it was getting worse. That, that was the vent thing. valve inside of it, so you have to replace mm -hmm. the whole thing, right? Yeah, exactly. There was no way to just replace the vent. It was a whole right, new tank. Right. Thankfully, Toyota covered that. Thank you, Toyota, for doing it. Thank you, Mark Miller, for covering that and, and walking through it with me and shaking your head with me and just going, what is this? So, yeah, anyway, I'm glad it worked out. The downside to, uh, to that equation uh, when that happened is, or maybe it's the upside, depending. I had a loaner car. Now, that's good <laughs> because I needed transportation. It's bad because it was a mid-grade Toyota Corolla. I just want everybody to know that Todd hated this car so much, he plopped a camera in it and did a review down the hill on reasons why we hate this car. And well, I, I it was not tongue-in-cheek either. I will have you know, it wasn't tongue-in-cheek, well, it wasn't ha-ha, look at this surface, wow, do I hate the handling. It was genuinely, I, I can't believe this car exists kind of review. So... Well, but, but I, you know, I, want to, I want to back off from that a smidge. I want to back off from that a smidge. I did do this review. I, I couldn't resist doing the review. But the reason is, and I talk about it in the review a little bit, it's actually it's not a normal review because I didn't, I'm not wearing the uniform. Paul's not with me. It's not some of those categories. But it is an extra on our, on our Blu-ray that's coming out. But, uh, but anyway, so it seemed like the right place to put it. But I did it because what I realized is not I hate this car. I realized this car personifies the exact opposite of what we're trying to get people into. It's it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It got me everywhere I needed to go. It got decent gas mileage. It had Bluetooth. That's all well and good. But at that point, you may as well be in an Uber, or you may as well be getting driven somewhere. Well, I mean, yeah, there was no it's... engagement in the driving experience. And since we're about, we're not about buy a car only because it's fun, but we're about buy the car that's right for you. That's also fun. This does all of the commute stuff. It does none of the fun stuff. And I sat in it for like five minutes and thought. This car is a poster child for what we're not looking for. So let's talk about that. Look, if you own a Corolla, it's it's a well-built car in terms of it's going to run a long time. It's going to be fine. But this is the kind of car that people come to us on the car debate that they're just not happy and they can't figure out 
why don't yeah. love my commute and why don't I like actually going somewhere and I can't imagine just firing up the car and going for a drive because this is the kind of mm -hmm. car that we try to get you mm -hmm. out of into a car you enjoy and as you said it doesn't have to be you know the most expensive thing or whatever but we've got to get you out of the cars that you that are dragging you down honestly and mm -hmm. I like that you yeah, I mean, turn on the camera and did this and said hey fine car it's going to run a long time just it's an appliance, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But yeah, hey, and that's you know, it, if you you're not it. at that headspace, if you're a person that just needs a car appliance, well, obviously you're in the wrong show to begin with. So thank you for joining us, and bye bye. <laughs> uh, but but having said that, but having said that, I mean, if once you reach a place where I want to enjoy my car, there is a there's a paradigm shift there into now what you're looking for, and I just thought, okay. I should use this as a touchstone and talk about it. So I did. So that's actually coming that kind of segues us into the pilgrimage film. However, there's been another FRS issue that is even more baffling than the gas tank. Yeah, this one really I had never heard of, actually. I mean, the gas tank I could see just because of, you know, I'd kind of experienced a little bit in the past. But this one blew me away. And you were I, trying to describe the problem to me on the phone, and I just couldn't grasp it. I couldn't understand. I, I, hopefully, hopefully I'll do a better job now for all the listeners that cannot see visual reference. Maybe I need to post a picture on Facebook of, of one of these so I can explain Did it Did you further. keep some of them? Uh, I, oh, I've got them all. I remember I need to approach Tire Rack to talk about this issue. Yeah, the problem yeah. is, literally, once this issue got resolved, had an issue with my, when my, my changeover to my winter tires. Once the issue got resolved, I realized I have no time to worry about chasing this issue. I'm in the middle of the pilgrimage film. I have to wait until I'm done. So sometime in the next couple of weeks, I will pursue this with Tyrac and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. But here's what happens. Mm -hmm. Look, I am not a mechanic. I don't claim to be a mechanic. I don't claim to have vast car knowledge or should do everything DIY. Having said that, I've done basic stuff more times than I can count. And on that basic stuff, I will include taking wheels on and off a car. This is pretty much car ownership 101 stuff. Yep. Yep. I I Absolutely. literally cannot count to the number of times I've done this on my own car and other people's car. Okay? It's not a hard process. I jacked up the FRS to take the summer tires off, the summer wheels and tires off and put the winter wheel and tires on. This is what I'm doing. And as I'm doing this, I'm discovering that the aftermarket lug nuts that came with my summer wheels that have got the Pilot Super Sports on them, you've seen that in the long term. That those lug nuts, they're not coming off normally. Now, I'd put them on but I don't have a, you know an air wrench. I don't. I mean, I put them on with a my own personal torque wrench at the settings. I, I, I'm not a you know. Right. It's got like right. an 89 pound feet setting. It's not even Hercules at Which all. It's very low. But they're not coming off. They're not coming off right. I mean, a couple of them are, but a couple of them seem like they're sticking. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And these wheels have been on and off this car. We've done track stuff. You know, whatever. Sure. Then I actually sheared one. I sheared the the bolt. You know, I sheared the actual, sorry, I sheared the actual nut off the bolt, but I sheared it taking half the nut with it. Like, the, 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 the nut is still filled with threads that should be attached to the hub. They have broken off. They've sheared, metal shearing, right after the point where I cracked the thing. It sheared it right off, and I'm holding the, the nut in my hand full of threads. Well, it sheared the bolt off right right at the end saying. of the nut. It. Exactly. It sheared the bolt off at, at the wheel, like flush. Right. It sheared it right, right there flush at the rim. So there's there's now there's now no bolt sticking out. I've got the nut with all the threads of the bolt in it. I'm going, um, what just happened? I, I didn't I didn't turn into Samson suddenly. I didn't like <laughs> I tear this off. What happened? So I'm like, okay, that's not good. So I start working on another wheel. 
because I figure, all right, it, I mean, because literally it was going to snow. I was like, I'm going to put as many winter, winter tires as I can on. You I put the can of spinach down wheel. and then started on a different wheel. Seriously. Started on another wheel. One of the, one of the, uh, the, the nuts came off fine. The second nut, exact same thing. I can't believe it this. sheared right off, at which point I went, okay, okay. I, I, I kind of freaked out a little bit. I kind of was like, okay, what did I do? What have I done? Because I've never even heard of this problem. Yeah. So I do yeah. what we all do. I went online. I got on the forum, and I see other guys talking about this happening on the FRS, and I just thought, okay, okay. Weird that there's other guys that it's happening to. It encourages me a little bit that I'm not the only one, but at the other end of the spectrum, it's the Internet, Look up any problem that you have with your car or your life or your television, and somebody has had the same problem and worse and can tell you horror yeah. stories. So well, is this real? It's the good and bad. It's, you know, the bad end of the yeah. spectrum is trying to diagnose your illness on WebMD. The good end is trying to <laughs> fix your car problems on Internet forums. So, yes. Exactly. So, so I just thought, I, I don't even know what to do about this. So I, the next morning, snowing. I mean, snowing hard. And I'm on Pilot Super Sports, and two of my rims, <laughs> by the way, actually have sheared <laughs> bolts off. So you know what? I'm not going to drive this car to so I had to call a flatbed. So this great guy came with a flatbed. I mean, he's a car enthusiast. Of course, we talked about the show. He's got an STI. I mean, you can see where this goes. But he, he did a great job of pulling the FRS up on a flatbed. And we went down back to Mark Miller in Salt Lake. And I walked into my service guy, and I explained this to him. And he looked at me. <laughs> Literally like I'd spoken Again, another language. Much like he, he, had looked, he looked at you with the gas tank issue. Like, who but, are you? Why this you was a whole other coming level. to me with this all these issues? other level. He was looking at me like, <laughs> okay, seriously, this simply does not occur. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, I know what he's this. thinking. I know he's thinking, oh, you're one of those guys. You're an idiot. You can't even take wheels off a car. I know he's thinking that because <laughs> if I were him, I'd be thinking that. <laughs> he had to be. He had you to on be. the head with his handy hammer and I'm going to send you home. So – so exactly. So he um, he he takes the car. They give me guess what? They give me a Corolla loaner car. Uh, but it, he takes he takes the car and they work on it. And I called him later in the day, and one of their major techs, one of their best techs, the guy that worked on the FRS before even, he put it up, got the wheels off. He got the wheels off, but in the process, okay, think about this. There are this is a five bolt hub on this car, so that means there's twenty right, right. nuts on the car. Nine of them sheared. Unbelievable! I nine of them. I have I have a bag with nine of these aftermarket lug nuts. All nine are filled to the brim with threads. I think you should take a close up the, of that. You know of the where it I, sheared the bolt off and post that. I want to hire Morgan Spurlock to do a documentary. Is what I want to do. No, seriously. <laughs> I, I just I, I I'm I'm boggled. And and so was the service guy, and so was the tech that worked on the car. They were like, what just happened here? And a couple of the nuts where he got the bolt off, the nut is like this mangled thing. It, it, it looks like, this is what happened, but it looks like the nut was hot to the point of almost, I'm sorry, the bolt was hot to the point of almost being liquid, and then you ground a nut down on it, and it got all <laughs> melty and <laughs> deformed. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it's metal fatigue. I, for the life of me... Don't understand this. Now, Toyota tried to help me here. I mean, this is, of course, I have aftermarket lug nuts, aftermarket wheels on. So, of course, the your warranty does not fully apply. They helped me a little bit, but it still cost me some money. I'm going to have some questions for Tire Rack as to have you ever heard of this with these uh, aftermarket lug nuts. But I just, what happened had to happen is we literally, we replaced every single lug nut on the car. We went all, all four hubs. Amazing. All five bolts. We replaced them. We started again. I mean, the biggest thing I, I that have, I come to. Sorry, keep going. 
No, no, no. I, that's fine. I mean, I'm rambling on because it, it just still boggles me. But what were you going to say? Well, the, the biggest thing that I can think of is you said they're aftermarket nuts. And you said they were also the correct size for the thread mm-hmm. pitch. But that's yep. the biggest thing in a you know something like a nut that's aftermarket. That's not going to be an expensive or really well-machined part. And so it's got to be something to do with the, the way it's tapped and threaded and the pitch is Maybe. off. Something to do with the thread Maybe. pitch on that because it's grabbing. It's, it's going on, and you can torque it yeah. on, but the pitch is, is off just enough that when it is fully torqued down, it's not letting go. And so I guess. you've forced one slightly different thread onto another slightly different thread. Maybe. It's locked up and been stronger, inexplicably, but stronger than the bolt itself, and you sheared the bolt off. The only other yeah, I mean, time it, it, I've heard of this is uh, is not with nuts, but I, I know a guy who bought a – he's a private guy, you know, private racer guy, bought a Nissan GTR, lives on the East Coast, was taking it around. He was adding parts to it and tracking it and driving it and getting really good at it and then came across mm-hmm. the exact same thing with the bolts, the lug bolts, sheared on mm-hmm. one of his wheels, and he came back to mm-hmm. the pits and ex- inspected it and turns out those early GTRs had a problem with weak castings or weak um, – you know, just weak mm. bar stock from those bolts. And so what everybody, all these Nissan GTR owners of those early gen cars, mm. they instantly replace them with, you know, very high quality, you know, lug bolts. Sure. And then whatever well, I mean, the extra that was wheels part are. Of, but that's a one-off. That was part of my question is, you know, if I'd had the, if I'd had the stock, I mean, 40, like I said, almost 40,000 miles on this car. Wheels have been on, on and off it a few times. If I had had the stock lugs on this, the stock nuts on this, would this have still happened to those bolts? I mean, there's a part of me that has to ask the question about what is the quality of those factory bolts for them mm-hmm. to even be able to do that. Because in my <laughs> mind, well, yeah. the, in my mind, the bolts themselves, I, and maybe I'm imagining things, but in my mind, the bolts themselves are always twice as strong as the nuts you're putting on them. Right. I mean, that's just, right. you know, so how on earth? I, I now just, two threads I had are some, gripping each other so tight, it destroyed the bolt. Holy cow. Well, yes, and then and operating in a world of ninety pound feet of torque—that's the other <laughs> yeah, thing about it. Right, this right. isn't—I I, didn't—I didn't take my torque wrench and set it to four hundred and you know stand on it and get a breaker bar. None of that happened. Yeah. I don't have—I right. don't have an air gun. I don't have any of the stuff that would make you go, "Oh, well, I see what you did there." I don't have any of that. So it really makes me call into question what is the quality of those those bolts themselves, which is sad to ask. I've got new ones now, but. This was bad news. It was unfortunately expensive news. It cost me a few hundred dollars, which I'll be honest was less than I feared because I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Mm-hmm. But uh, and, and Toyota helped me a little bit. They gave me a little bit of a discount, but still cost me a few hundred dollars in something where I should have been able to go in my garage, jack the car up, take my summer wheels off, put my winter wheels on, and be done and be in done, like an hour at no cost, at the cost of buying Blizzax. That's what it should have cost me, and it cost me hundreds extra because I replaced. Every lug bolt on my car. I think it's worth pursuing this with Tyrac. Now that we've told all the listeners about this, I'm curious to know if anybody else has experienced something like this. But more importantly, I think it's worth pursuing with Tyrac and saying, what's up with the nuts that you sold me? Yeah. Because clearly something went wrong. And if you're selling these to a lot of FRS owners, surely they've had problems on those stock bolts too. So I wonder. What's up? And then updating our audience a little bit later on after you're able to pursue, you know, after the holidays, that kind of thing. And uh, yeah. if we can get an answer out of them and see what's going on, because this is this is a safety issue. And honestly, I thought Toyota was going to care with. I, I thought they were going to just take care of it, much like they would 
seat belts or airbags or anything that is a federally mandated safety issue. This is yes. seems like safety to me. But then you bought your own wheel nuts, so then I can see where that's it just the thing. Goes that's the thing. The minute direction. the minute you walk into the aftermarket world, most car makers are going to kind of go, "Oh, look, here's our out." So yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I applaud them for for discounting it. Obviously, I wanted it to be a freebie, but at the same time, yes, I, I see I see the loophole. I'm not denying the loophole. So I'll ask the question of tire rack. I don't know if it'll go anywhere. I just I, I'm at least going to bring it up because I think it's worthwhile to go, mm-hmm. guys. This is not a strange story, and it's an incredibly odd result. Yep. So, yep. Uh, yeah, there's the, the fun of the FRS. On the good side, I now have Blizzak WS80s on there, and uh, I like this car in the snow. I like this car in the winter. I'm glad because you've mentioned many times you've been kind of worried and just sort of, we'll see how it does, you know, throw winter tires on it and see how it does. And I'm glad to hear that you're, you know, driving it a lot and enjoying it. Yeah, That's I mean, good. I'm good. I'm not. I'm not thinking twice about it. I mean, That's here's great. the thing. Yeah. I I will acknowledge. I I don't live all that far from a freeway, and and my driveway is flat. Now, if you're somebody with you know an incredibly angled driveway, I don't think you're going to enjoy what I'm experiencing. But <laughs> but you know, I mean, the only issue I will have as we and I haven't also driven through a major snowstorm yet. I've absolutely had it in the snow. I just haven't been through. Oh look, it's a blizzard. Let's take the FRS. I just haven't done that yet. Um, so we'll see, you know, going up and down the pass, uh, what it's like, but, uh, you know, it is incredibly predictable. That's the thing I'm enjoying about it. That's cool. Is yes, it will slide, but it is incredibly predictable in the same way that it is in general. It's just doing it at even lower speeds now to the point that my wife, I think she said this through gritted teeth, but about a week ago, <laughs> she went out to run some errands and she called me. She'd been gone like five minutes and I'm, I'm hanging out with my son and she, she called me and she said, Hey, I don't know if I should share this with you, but you know that parking lot you really like? Um, nobody's tracked it out yet, and it's covered in snow. And I went, okay, thank you. So I hung up and <laughs> said, hey, son, you want to go for a drive? He was like, sure. So, so you can hear him. the car already actually, starting. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's an empty parking lot. It's an empty parking lot like three blocks from me, and nobody's ever in this parking lot. So I put my son in the front seat and his booster seat in the front seat. And we just slid around. We just did figure eights through the parking lot for a while. It was you awesome. You idiots. That's it was hilarious. awesome. Yes, we are idiots. And he loved it, and I loved it. And I'm thoroughly enjoying it in the winter. But obviously, we're headed toward major winters. I'm, I am very curious to drive it in a serious snowstorm and see, you know, how much do I miss all-wheel drive? Do I miss all-wheel drive? Because that's the big debate well, here. Yeah. I totally did that once in high school. We were screwing around with my friend's mom's Toyota Camry. And we found an empty parking lot that still were – Still had the uh, the concrete parking space dividers. Oh no! That you bump up against when you park, and they were covered uh-huh. in snow. Oh, yeah. And so we did that. You know, handbrake sliding and sliding sideways <laughs> right into the concrete barrier and oh. folded the one of the rear wheels. Just it was an ugly noise. It just went right under the car. Just oh, it was tin foil. It was it's a awesome, but it's horrible. Two Camry, and she had just bought it. We're like, hey. Oh. Let's go sliding, Ding. and we brought it back. I'm like, I don't know, Mom. While your alignment's off, I don't. I really don't know what happened. I, your here you, here your you alignment's off. <laughs> <And> the, <laughs> the back wheel's got a potato chip in it. It's like you know, <laughs> it was terrible. So, I think you might need a camber adjustment, Mom. I'm not sure, but I think your camber's a little bit your, off. Here's your keys back, though. Bye. Anyway, unbelievable. Well, here's here's the stupid person that I am. This big parking lot that I use that has literally nothing in it got boring because it's me. And so then I found another parking lot that doesn't have the parking <laughs> dividers you're talking about, but it's got the islands where they have the like the manicured trees. 
So now oh, you yeah. had to do it with precision. You had to do it with oh, precision. So yeah. you'd have like, you know, about a two or three car width lane through these, uh, you know, little manicured little islands. And I went and did that because it had some precision to it. Liked it a ton. So anyway, yeah, I'm having no fun at all. <laughs> Just so you know, if you're in the summer, you can replicate this in a parking lot in the summer. You take two school lunch trays or like cafeteria trays and put them <laughs> under the back wheels of your car. This only really works if you've got a front-wheel drive car. Well, you've yeah, got a front-wheel drive car. And then you, you pull up yeah. on the handbrake, and so that locks the rear wheels on the trays, and suddenly the, the rear is just grease. It's and so it's, it's yeah. hilarious. You wear You'll never the have oversteer. <laughs> You'll never have oversteer fun like that in a front-wheel drive oh, car man. any other way, but that way it would be fantastic. Not that I'm condoning okay, so stealing lunch trays from a fast food No, we're not, we're not having any of those conversations. I, I wouldn't not at all. recommend not at all. that. <clears throat> Nope, I'm sure you can get them on eBay or Craigslist. I'm sure you can. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, back. so that's that's the update on the FRS. Uh, some of the weird problems. I'm still enjoying the car. It's just those are two of the strangest things I've ever heard about. So I wanted to kind of unpack them a little bit on the podcast. Um, so yeah, so there's that. But we should talk about uh, the pilgrimage film specifically. We should talk about. What all is coming available to you, the audience, uh, on Thursday the 10th? That is two days from when you're hearing this because we yeah. are going to be burying you in content related to this film. Well, what's so crazy is all this stuff with your car has been happening while you've been working on the film and doing all this work. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of added to the stress and madness of oh, yeah. getting all this out. I, like I said, I want everybody to know how much work Todd has put into the edit and color. We are in the audio mix this morning, which has been amazing. The sound is fantastic. The music is great. So both of us are working on finals, as a matter of fact, mm -hmm. tonight, after we finish the yep. podcast here. for <laughs> uh, right back to it. You're making the master disc and doing the final Blu-ray authoring yeah. of all the extras, the main movie itself, and I'm creating the artwork, and we will have Blu-rays, as we've mentioned before. And I want to put this out there, that we are going to do Blu-rays, so we're sending that out, getting those, uh, getting those shipped to us. And mm -hmm. since the film releases this Thursday... On December 10th, we're, we won't have Blu-rays by that date, but you can start ordering them in time to ship yeah, order them. by order them. the 15th. So I say, yes, go They'll ahead and by order, Monday. place They'll your orders, by Monday. Yeah. and uh, I'll be fulfilling those you know, through, you know, as soon as we get those discs, Monday, Tuesday, somewhere in there, and that will definitely be in time for Christmas. So stocking stuffers, yep. stick those in yep. your, your favorite car enthusiast stocking, and uh, hopefully they will enjoy that because... Buy All this it for work. yourself. Or buy it for yourself. <laughs> Come on. Buy it for everybody. <laughs> but, I mean, here, yeah. here's the thing. On that Blu-ray, of course, it's look, it's dropping the 10th on both formats. It's dropping the 10th on Vimeo, just like our last films. That will be rentable. It will be downloadable if you would like. Uh, but you can rent streaming, which is easy. It's only going to be $3.99. The, uh, the, the disc, actually, from Amazon will be $19.99. But it's not only the 80-minute movie. It's going to be the equivalent of about 80 – no, not, that's not right. It's going to be equivalent of probably about 40 minutes to an hour worth of general extras, some of which I'm really excited about we had no other good place for. Like, for example, we have an entire lap of the ring with our first instructor where he's calling out every turn-in point and everything. Uncut, yeah. that full lap. Huge that's not help. in the film because – it's not in the film because you've got to be a real serious geek and be very curious about the ring instruction to just sit through somebody else's entire lap. I'm not going to I'm not going to subject you and your spouse and the people that are kind of interested <laughs> in the show to that in the film. That's not in the film. There's parts of it in the film, but the full thing uncut. Look out the front glass of the Renault Megane and listen to the instructor call what we're doing. Very cool. That's on there. We've got some extra commentary from one of our instructors who was great named Gabe. 
Um, we've got what else is on there? Oh, what else? We've got uh, you can see Edgar dancing. If you've never seen one of our photographers, our main photographer <laughs> Edgar, he's um, actually dancing in the car. He's chair dancing. So that's, we've got um, some we've got some outtakes because funny. there's stuff that didn't make it in the film from some of our <laughs> random road tripping that actually wound up in the. You're, that, that's pretty good as well. The uh, the Corolla you mentioned earlier that I drove that review I think I mentioned already that review is on there uh, and you actually did a review that I never expected in a million years. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know that I want to say what it is, but that's on there too. I'll I'll tell everybody right now. It's just uh, because. Um... Well, it's it's a it's a different kind of review because I had uh, hernia surgery in the fall and underwent uh, about a four week period of you know no lifting anything and and uh, yeah so I I reviewed the little little rascal the Amigo that electric shopping cart that you see in. You know, your home improvement stores and grocery stores and that kind of thing. If you can't walk around a grocery store, you use one of those. Got the I've basket always thought, on the front. Yeah. Uh, I want to ride one of those, but I don't really have a legitimate reason. Well, now I did, and I actually needed it, and I marveled. <laughs> you just thought, <laughs> something else to drive. It's something else to drive, and I whipped out my phone, and I did a review while I was on massive quantities of drugs. So just keep that in mind. I was pretty drugged it's, up when I did this. It's pretty awesome, I have to admit. It's, I, it's, it's, a, perfect, it's a perfect Blu-ray extra. That's on there. And then oh, if, you've heard of, uh, if you've heard of the Ring Banana that uh, some ah, of the yes. guys from RSR uh, Oh, come do. on. You that, can say it. Say it for real. Well. Come on, the, say it. The ring, the ring banana. There it Costos is. with the ring banana. So he, he does that. And then uh, you may have heard also, uh, I had a chance to be in Monaco this summer before we shot the Germany film. My wife and I were in Monaco. And they had a Renault Twizy, that is the two-seat tandem seat electric car available for rent to drive around Monaco. And I thought... I really want to drive the Monica F1 track, and the car I have available is a Renault Twizy. So, of course, because we're who we are, we had to, to tape that. I so think that's, that's been also recorded, the and that's car on there that. as well. That's fantastic. It is. It's very good. It's a great So that's film, the Blu-ray. So, yeah. That's Lots the of Blu-ray. Of course, the, the Blu-ray also will look better picture quality than what you will get online. I mean, the online one will be HD, but there's just there's a higher bit rate. I'm going to get geeky here. The Blu-ray is going to look even better. It has full 5.1 surround sound. Again, we were in the mixing studio earlier today. It sounds awesome. Yeah. So that's yeah, on there yeah. as well. If you would rather do the digital thing, it will be on Vimeo. Uh, you can find that through everydaydriver.com slash films. We'll take you to any of our films on Vimeo or on Blu-ray. You can find it that way. We're also doing stuff that is free on YouTube related to the film, though. Not parts of the film. Mm-hmm. Extra stuff. Yeah, this is extra, so it's not the extras on the Blu-ray, but this is extra free stuff, right? This is free Even more stuff. YouTube stuff. Even more stuff than we've already talked about. Yep, yep. So, uh, of course, the movie trailer, which is uh, still in progress <clears throat> uh, after the podcast. Yeah. Um, Welcome to what I'm doing tonight. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we've got the movie trailer, and that's you know promoting the film. Please buy the film. I agree with Todd. Get it on Blu-ray because it's going to look and sound so much better. But there will also be the Clio lap, and this is a gift that we gave to Edgar and Thomas, our shooters, our shooters for the yeah. film. Yeah. And we had initially arranged with Costas at RSR to do this as a, hey, come drive the ring for 99 euro. You can do this too. Instructor, mm-hmm. car, mm-hmm. fuel, the ticket to get on the ring, everything for 99 euros. And Todd mm-hmm. and I thought while we were filming, while we were in Germany and doing the film, we thought, yeah. It would be far more beneficial for these guys to get in the car since they'd never been on track. 
And we they were didn't there. get to drive otherwise. Yeah. And, and we got yeah. to drive so many cool things during the course of the film. They didn't get to do any driving. So it was like, guys, hop in. But the thing is, we kind of surprised them with it. So it's not like they're prepped and they're ready. It's like, hey, guys, grab a helmet. Go drive. And it was at so the end of the that, day. That lap is... Yeah, that lap is coming. That lap is very fun. That is a free YouTube video that actually drops this Thursday in the midst of the film with the trailer. That's dropping. And then next week, the following Thursday, we have a discussion about the spa track that we also went to in the film. We have a separate piece that was shot during spa that is related to getting instruction on spa and also Piston Club the really cool car club that that invited us to be with them there at Spa. So we have a piece about that as well. That is uh, not this week, but next week. And that's all stuff that isn't part of the film and isn't part of the film extras. It was just shot at the same time. We thought, all right, extra content. We can put it on YouTube to kind of celebrate our pilgrimage to Germany without you having to pay a dime. So that's that's there as well. That's going to be a fantastic piece. And speaking of the the films and the other films, the pilgrimage film coming out is going to be 1999. That's a Blu-ray film with all the extras that we've talked about. Yeah. But we are dropping the price of the first two films that we've done to 15.99. So that is the 50 Years mm-hmm. of the 9/11 for the and Mid Engines yeah. Mountains for the Blu-rays that you can find on Amazon. So we're dropping the price on those in an effort to say, hey, you know, thanks for being fans and. You know, maybe you could get a three-pack even. If you don't own those films already, I've got a stack yep. of them here. Please order those. You can get the three-pack. <laughs> I mean, you realize we've got three films now. How crazy is it's that? Awesome. A film a year. And what, here's what's really crazy. You want to talk crazy? Because yeah, you've already laughed at me about this. I'm already planning next year's film, <laughs> and I haven't even bothered to finish this one yet. I, oh I have gosh. a disease, man. I have a disease. <laughs> I love this. So Todd calls me, and we're talking about things that need to be done. He's like, by the way. Next year's film, we're going to do da 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 which I can't tell you quite yet because uh, it's yeah. it's the birth of an idea right now, but it is but I, but awesome. I, 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 heard you, I heard you go silent, and then there was this long sigh, like, man, can you finish the one we're on? So there will be more. There will be more. But this year's, yeah, is coming. The other ones are being reduced. Unfortunately, and I looked into this last year, Amazon doesn't do – you can't do, like, discounted bundles with movies. I don't know why that is. So we're discounting them individually. Yeah, uh, instead of being able point. to offer like a discounted bundle, otherwise we would. But you know, there it is. So, uh, so that's happening. And uh, you know, thank you for listening to the podcast and hearing all of these kind of nuanced details about as we do this film. Yes, normal weekly content is coming. Will continue. Uh, so, starting at the beginning of January, we will be back into Fast Blast and Comparos. We've got that four generations of the Miata pieces coming in January. That is the next thing I'm cutting. So, it's, so there's no rest going on, but but that one's coming, and that one's a really cool piece, actually. So that's happening as well. We've got other Comparos we're already planning and building. Next year's going to be huge. So that's exciting. Thank and you that's for not listening. Even including Please rate your the idea. podcast. <laughs> Yeah, please rate the podcast. Oh, that, that's not that's not about next that's, year's film. I'm talking about over and above yeah, next year's film. That's not because, even including you know, the idea for next year's film. All we got is film. money and time. That's all we have is money yeah. and time. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, I'm doing nothing. I'm sitting around with nothing to do. <laughs> all right, so rate and review the podcast. But speaking of social media, like that segue, in case you didn't know, we are actually premiering the film for locals. And if you oh, find yeah. yourself in Park City or Salt Lake City area, that is Wednesday, December 16th. At the Park City Library at 6.30 p.m., you can come watch the film with a bunch of people for free, full surround, 2K projector. And this is just as a thank you, and we want to share our work with the Park City Car Club and the local community. And sometimes we get people coming through, and they've emailed us and said, hey, I'm going to be in the area. We've met up with fans and, and, and uh, a lot of different people. And so you are invited yep. if you do find yourself in the area 
because uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I think it's, it's uh, Wednesday the sixteenth. Yeah, and we're going to put out a little. Uh, we're going to put out all the info on kind of like an invite to everybody for Facebook. I mean, there's twenty five hundred of you plus on Facebook now. Let's let's double that number. Just I'm just going to put that Holy out there. Moly. But I'm going to put that out there for everybody on Facebook so you can see the details. If you want to come, you have a friend in the area that wants to come. Everyone is welcome. We've got a lot of seats, so this is the only time it's going to be a big screen uh, viewing of the film at a full theater. We've got like three or four hundred seats available. I mean, like total. Obviously, a lot of those are already spoken for, but but yeah. please come. Yep. And we're probably going to live tweet through the premiere. So if you wanted to watch it that night, I know that sounds weird, but if, if you want to watch it that night and kind of know what moment we're on and how the audience is responding, we're going to sit there and live tweet uh, from the premiere, so that will be cool as well. That is coming. Not, again... Film comes out this Thursday the tenth. Next Wednesday the twelfth is that premiere. One time only. Big screen. 16th. I'm excited yeah. about that. Yes. So w- Wednesday sixteenth. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Twelfth is the weekend. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, sorry, yes. The invite will be on Facebook, as Todd said. Whew. Uh, I'm exhausted, and we still have work to do. You know that? Oh yeah. Oh, we're not done. Oh no, we're not done yet. <laughs> I, we're, we will end this podcast, and I will go right back into stuff for the oh, film because it's two days away. So it's got to happen, man. Yep, and uh, you think he's kidding, but he's not. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Buy the pilgrimage film because it's really, it's it's truly awesome. I'm really, really proud, and I know you are too. It's fun. It's, it's pretty fun. awesome. It really is. I think it'll be. I think it'll be really well received. So anyway, well, and look when when you watch it, however you watch it. Leave us a review. If it's a review on Vimeo, great. Oh, yeah, it's great one on idea. Amazon, fine. If you want to leave a review through Twitter or Facebook, we're going to be reading all of them. We're going to be retweeting some of them out because we want other people to know this is happening. Some people might not have heard this. Yeah, so, true. Yeah, true. Wherever you watch it, tell a friend, leave a review. We will be reading all of them. And thank you guys immensely for doing that. Yep. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to hearing your reactions for the film. And talk to you next week.